and welcome to Murder and Mystery Diaries, a true crime podcast where I bring an episode of true crime each week to you. So this week I'm going to be talking about the Junko Fruta case, um, 1989. This case may be very triggering to listeners, so please listen in at your own discretion. Junko Fruta was a 17-year-old girl when she was abducted. She went through hell for 44 days before death finally relieved her of her pain on January the 4th, 1989. Junko Fruta was born on 18th of January 1971 in Masato, Japan. Junko was tortured to the point where she could not stand or speak. The main perpetrators of the abuse were Hiroshi Mayano, Joe Ogura, Shinji Minato and Yashuti Wanatabe. Unfortunately, each of them has already been released from prison. I'm probably going to pronounce all these names wrong, so just bear with me. Junko was born in Mazato and was a very good student in high school with good grades and very rare absences. During her school years, she worked part-time to help her family. And before her abduction, she had taken a job in an electronics store where she wanted to work after she graduated. Along with her good grades, Junko was a good-looking teenager who enjoyed a lot of attention and that made some people around her jealous. Junko was everything a parent could want. She didn't smoke, she didn't take drugs, and she was good at her studies. But this didn't go down well with one of the school bullies. Hiroshi Miyano, the school bully, had a crush on Junko, but Junko wasn't looking for a relationship, so she turned him down. Miyano was not used to being told no. He was not only just a school bully, but a non-affiliate of the Yakuza. The Yakuza are essentially the gangsters of Japan, a huge crime organisation known countrywide for their ruthlessness. Naturally, Miano was set on revenge. On the 25th of November, 1988, Miano and his friend, Mizato, wandered around with the intention of robbing and raping local women. Sometime later, they saw Fruta cycling home after she had finished her part-time job. Miano had told his friend Mizato to kick her bicycle and then run away. Mizato did as he was told and Miano, who was standing there, pretended that it was a coincidence that he witnessed the attack and approached her and offered to drive her home. Little did Junko Fruta know, everything was planned and she fell right into it. Miano took her to a nearby camp and raped her. He also told her about his connection to the local gang, the Yakuza, and threatened to kill her. Miano then had taken her to a hotel and raped her again. From the hotel, he then called his friends Ogura and Watanbe, Yaushi, and bragged about how he had raped her. Ogura told him to keep Fruta in captivity so they could sexually molest her. The Yakuza, a local gang, had a history of gang rape and had recently abducted and raped another girl who was later released. Around 3am, Miano took Junko to a park where his friends were waiting. They found out her home address and threatened to kill her family if she tried to escape. They took her to Minato's house where then she was held there until her death. Two days after her disappearance, Junko Fruta's parents had reported her missing to the police. In order to stop this police investigation, her kidnappers forced her to call her mother and tell her she had run away and was now living with her friend and that she was safe. Minato's parents had visited him. 
and when this happened, they had forced Junko to pose as the girlfriend of one of the kidnappers. However, after certain visits to the house, it became apparent that Junko was not someone's girlfriend, but a hostage. The parents did nothing out of fear of retribution from Hiroshi Miyano, who was well known for his ties to the Yakuza. Minato's brother, along with his parents, was aware of the situation, but decided not to do anything about it. 44 Days of Hell Junko Fruta was held captive for the next 40 days in the Minato residence, and during these 40 days she was forced to endure unimaginable suffering, to which the details are appalling and extremely hard to talk about. Each day inside the Minato residence was nothing short of a living hell for Junko. She was humiliated by being kept naked most of the time. She was raped by more than 100 men. Those who kidnapped her also invited their friends to assault her. She was 17 years old. Junko was raped an estimate of 500 times, and once she was raped by 12 different men in a single day. According to their trial statements, quote, the four of them raped her over 400 times while also doing the following to her. They had beat her, starved her, hung her from the ceiling and used her as a punching bag, dropped barbells onto her stomach, forced her to eat live cockroaches and drink her own urine, forced her to masturbate in front of them, forced her to sing and dance and sing the songs while being beaten. They inserted foreign objects into her vagina and her anus, including scissors, a bottle, an iron bar, a hot exploding light bulb, grilled chicken skewers, roasting needles and an exp- exploding firework. Junko's internal organs would be subjected to so much trauma that she eventually lost control of urinary and bowel movements. When the men and boys got too disgusted to continually sexually assaulting her, the severity of the beatings increased. They burned her vagina and clitoris with cigarettes and lighters, and her eyelids were burnt with hot wax. Not only that, but they also tore off her left nipple with pliers and pierced her breasts with sewing needles. Junko was then said to have lost consciousness as a result of the repeated assaults, and each time that she had lost consciousness, they had dipped her head in a bucket of water so they could continue the torture. When her body was found, Oranaman sea bottles, which was alcohol bottles, were stuck in her anus and her face was unrecognisable. Junko was also found to be pregnant, despite the severe damage to her uterus. Twenty days into her captivity, Junko tried to contact the police but was caught before she could say anything. When the police had called back, Miano had told them that the original emergency call was a mistake. And for this, they punished her. As punishment for this, they tied her legs together, poured lighter fluid over and set her feet in fire. This then had resulted in leg burns so severe and badly bruised muscles, she was no longer able to walk. Junko could handle no more with her hands because her bones were smashed with weights and her fingernails were torn off. And even after the attack, they forced her to sleep on the balcony where she was exposed to cold temperatures. After 30 days of continuous attack, due to her damaged internal organs, she was unable to urinate properly 
due to the introductions of objects and burns from cigarette lighters. Tied and tortured, Junko even begged her captors to kill her, but they did not do so. They continued to attack and torture her. Constant beatings, starvation and attacks changed Junko's appearance. Her face was so swollen that it was even difficult to identify her. One of the kidnappers had told the court, quote, Junko's legs were so badly damaged that it took her over an hour to drag herself down the stairs to the toilet. Junko's body was so severely crippled and began to give off a rotten smell, causing the boys to lose interest in her. If the police went and investigated after Junko's emergency phone call, Junko Frida's torture could have only lasted 16 days. One of the kidnapper's friends, Ahara, has said that she was bullied to rape her. Ihara told her brother about the incidents after leaving Minato's house, who then told her parents, who then contacted the police. Soon, two police officers were dispatched to Minato's house. However, Minato's parents informed the police that there was no girl inside. The Minatos even went as far as even inviting them inside as a ruse to show that they had nothing to hide. The officers declined the invitation to look around the house. Both of the officers faced a backlash from the community. If they have searched the house, Junko Fruta would be alive today. January 4th, 1989. Junko Fruta's kidnappers had challenged her to a game of Mahjong Solitaire. Junko ended up winning the game. That pissed the boys off that they started beating her so bad with an iron barbell, kicked her, punched her, and placed two short candles on her eyelids, burning them with hot wax. They made her stand and hit her feet with a stick, at which point she bled so profusely. Puss appeared on her infected burns, which did not stop the monsters either. They carried plastic bags in their hands and began to beat her again. They had dropped an iron exercise ball onto her stomach several times. They poured lighter fluid on her thighs, arms and face and her stomach and set her on fire again. Junko tried to stop the fire but soon became unresponsive and the attack on her lasted two hours. Junko Fruda succumbed to her injuries and died that day. kidnappers wrapped her body in blankets and shoved it into a travel bag. They placed her body in a 55 gallon drum and filled it with wet concrete and disposed of the drum in a cement truck in Koto, Tokyo. Hiroshi Miyano and Joe Ogura were arrested on 23rd of January 1989 for the gang rape of a 19 year old woman whom they had kidnapped in December. On March 29th when two police officers came to interrogate them after finding a woman's underwear in Miyano's home. They confessed to the crimes against Junko. Miano told the police where they would find Junko's body. However, the police were confused by their confession as they were questioning her about the disappearance of another woman and her seven-year-old son who also disappeared. The next day, the police found the drum containing Junko's body. Her body was identified by fingerprints and on the 1st April 1989, Joe Agura was arrested for a separate sexual assault and later arrested again for Junko's murder. 
Yashishibotambe, Nubaharu Minato and Minato's brother were arrested as well. The trial of Junko Fruta's murders. Despite the horrendous crimes, their identities were hidden by the court, but a Japanese magazine managed to uncover their identities and publish them. The magazine stated that, given the severity of the crime, the accused did not deserve to have their anonymity upheld. All the captors pleaded guilty to committing bodily injury that resulted in death, rather than pleading guilty to murder. The four perpetrators were tried as juveniles, but ultimately had to be convicted as adults. Unfortunately, each of them has already been released from prison. The leader of the crime, Hiroshi Miyano, was sentenced to 17 years in prison. He later appealed his sentence, but Tokyo High Court judge sentenced him to an additional three years in prison. The same judge also increased the sentence for two more boys who appealed. Hiroshi's mother repeatedly sent Junko Fruta's parents 50 million yen after selling their family home. Yoshi Watambe was released from prison on August 1999 and five years later he was returned back to prison in July 2004 for seven years for the beating of a guy he thought he was luring his girlfriend away from him. All the sentences were largely considered far too lenient for the crimes committed and all four individuals were protected by the special provisions applicable to persons over the age of 18 years. And they've also changed their names. The funeral of Junko Fruta took place on the 2nd of April 1989. One of her friend's memorial addresses stated, Jun Chan, welcome back. I have never dreamed that we would see you again in this way. You must have been in so much pain, so much suffering. The happy we all made you from the school festival looked really good on you. We will never forget you. I have heard that the headmaster has presented you with a graduation certificate. So we graduated together, all of us, Jinchan. There is no more pain, no more suffering. Please rest in peace. Thank you everyone for listening to the Junko Frida case. It was a really tough one. It just... It's really disturbing that these men could do this to a young, beautiful woman. But these things happen. Unfortunately, they do. So, I will see you again next week for another murder. Solved, unsolved, disappearance, or serial killers. See you next week. 